Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. If you can't stand the heat, get the hell out the kitchen. You know why you're watching a Growing Up Hip Hop New York after show on After Buzz TV. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, with the buzz. Drop. I felt it coming. I felt the drop. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Growing Up Hip Hop New York official after show here at After Buzz TV. We got a lot of dope things to talk about, a lot of things in store. So today we're covering season one, episode seven, JoJo's arrest. That's right, JoJo gets arrested. We're going to talk about Siani's struggles. We're also going to talk about the different link-ups that happen because, you know, everybody likes to get together in New York. We also talk about the showcase. We have our special segment, Glowing Up Fashion. We have another segment called Look Who's Talking. We also have news and gossips and Predictions, so stick around. We're going to talk about all of that. But before that, allow us to introduce ourselves. I'll start to my left. She is a wonderful young woman who was very hip on all things New York, New York culture, and hip-hop culture at that. Her name is Missy. What's up? Hey, guys. What's up? And my name is Byron K. I am one of your hosts. And, man, how would you feel about the episode? I think it was a really good one. Definitely kept me entertained. I'm mostly excited about next week. But since it's this week, mm. I just, it was a lot going on. I like the performances. It was just different. They brought the heat this time, yeah. like you said. To a certain extent. I agree. <laughs> but for these to be children of legends, I set the bar maybe a little bit higher for them. And I don't mm. think that overall they delivered the way that they should. I agree. I feel like they just didn't want to rehearse. Like, they didn't want to put the work into it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, with yeah. the whole thing with Siani and then with Ryan and Flea, like, they just were like, I'm performing. I'm here. I yeah. showed up. They were going through the motions. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, that's the first step, showing up and, like, being attending. Yeah. But, like, you also have to bring, like, your passion. Like, if this is truly what you want to do, I think you got to bring the energy. You got to bring, like, the love, like, the effort that Let comes with ask. it. Do you think it's something that they really want to do, or do you think they feel forced because of their parents? Do you think maybe they think this is the only way for them to hit that level? Because, look, I already got a parent who's in the game, and I basically have this silver spoon to a certain extent, so this is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, your second option I definitely agree with, because they already have the connections. They don't have to work hard for networking. It's, like, kind of already, like, handed to them, Mm -hmm. but so they don't have to try hard. But it's like you do, though, because there's other people, like, you and me out here, like, trying to, like, make it. In these streets. Like grinding, <laughs> like grinding, grinding. No, pepper grinding. <laughs> we out here grinding this pepper, these yeah. salt shakers. But let's talk about Siani. So she links up with Medina, right? They drive uh, to meet up with Kid Capri. So Medina introduces her to Kid Capri, and basically, she's it's a it's an audition process, pretty much. And basically. we see how that goes. He's actually making her work for it, which I really respect about him. He's not just handing her the compliment. He's like, no, I'm gonna see what this girl is about. How'd you like her audition? Man, her audition was terrible, awful, horrible. All the adjectives you could think of that are just not good. No way. I feel like she, like, 
she was confident, but at the same time, like, she didn't do her homework. Because, yeah. like, Kid Capri is not EDM. So, like, that's, like, a whole different type of DJing. Because, like, especially if you're at an EDM, like, concert, like, the music is what brings you. The sound effects is, like, what gets you in the vibe. But, like, hip-hop is a little bit different. Like, they do have sound effects, but it's yeah. not as, like, kind of, like, hardcore. Yeah. So I feel like she should have made her own, like, mix that was, like, geared toward his genre and his music style. Because she kind of was just going off of, like, what she knows and what she was doing. Yeah. So it really didn't feel like feel the vibe, you know? Yes. And yes to what you said. And I also think that she kind of was catering to him, but not necessarily with her selection of how she, of what she played, but more so I think she was trying to basically pull out all her best tricks. So think about, let's say you enter a dance battle and you're trying to win. You're going to pull out every best move you have to try to win. So I think that she tried to do that. And, and as a result, he said, it seems like you was all over the place, maybe because you were trying to show off in front of me. But I think that she should have stuck to her pocket a little bit more and most of all had confidence. That's like a big word yeah. that we've been hearing is confidence. But, I, don't but like, know. I disagree a little bit. I think she was kind of like not. Well, I don't really disagree, but it's like I think she was just trying a little bit too hard to like bring out the sound effects. Like I think yeah. she's just like should focus on the music and pulling pieces like that's how like. When I'm in the club or at a bar, or mostly club, I don't think bars have DJs. I don't know. <laughs> Some of them. It depends. It's LA. They got everything. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I'm at the, like, club, like, you listen to the music and it gets you in a vibe. And, like, they take, like, certain pieces from songs and, like, mesh yeah. them together that don't really go and together. And that's what Medina was talking about, yeah. too. She said you got to be able to mix this part of this beat with these lyrics from this song and make them work together. Yeah. And one thing I think about Siani is she was so busy focused and it's a good thing to a certain extent she was so focused on her mixing and the and the tracks and everything that she wasn't performing and even though they were just in his small studio and it was just an audience of i guess one maybe two like she should still perform i agree she was like going through the motions like all the other kids were doing like Mm -hmm. it was just like okay let me do this so i can like pass this step and go to the next one you know like i feel like i think she was she for for sure was trying because she was there but it was like it was like, I don't know. She- it stopped there. She was just there. She wasn't really killing it. But the thing I really respect about Kid Capri is that he gave her some true gems. So it's like he really wanted to build her into a better DJ. So a couple of things he said, and the biggest thing is be on time. No matter what, be on time as far as her mixes. Like you want the song to naturally flow into the next song. He said, otherwise, you could just play it off it's your iPhone. like seamless. I think that's mm-hmm. what he was saying. But also, like, when he said be on time, I was thinking the time when she was late. So, like, maybe he meant All of that. When you, when you work in this business, scenes. you got to be on time, period. You got to come ready so you never have to get ready. And another thing he said is have fun, which is, honestly, I felt that because that's one of the hardest things. Even when you're doing what you love, sometimes the love doesn't always show because it's also a struggle too to get to a certain level, especially when you really love it and take it serious. There's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself a lot of times. So it doesn't always show that you're having fun because all you see is the work. So I definitely felt that when he said have fun and it made me look at myself like I need to have fun when I'm doing the things that I, that I want to do. Or you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So she definitely needs to bring the passion. But one thing that I really appreciated was, and it made me a fan of Medina is that I could tell she really cares so when they jump back in the Maserati truck, first off, I didn't know Maserati <laughs> made trucks. But that was a when, nice car. <laughs> yeah, when they jumped back in the Maserati truck, like Medina was like going in on her, and she went in on her mom too, which I think is going to backfire. But she called Siani's mom a deadbeat manager. Well, I think Siani's mom is not really—I wouldn't call her a manager. I think yeah. right now she just needs to support her in her career, like. To me, like, Medina is more as a manager to Siani than her mother is. So, like, I think yeah. Medina saying that was, like, wrong on her part because, like, 
Charlie's not even there half the time. So it's just like, that's not a manager. Yeah. Well, we got to get used to Medina saying stuff that's wrong because I feel like she's <laughs> going to be lit this whole season. Yeah, she's just getting started. And it's actually going to come to a point where we're going to see what happens with that anyways. But no, nah, I really I really enjoyed that part of it because we got to see how, I guess, Medina and Siani's relationship is going to continue to build in the future yeah and i like how like medina was kind of like very cut and dry with her like she wasn't trying to baby her she wasn't trying to like you know think of her feelings like she was like no you have to some serious work to work on especially if you're trying to make it in this industry as a dj and i really like that because it's like you kind of have to give people that like tough love that like i'm here for you i support you but you also have to work on some things and like i think that was a good way to go about it because if she kind of like babied her Maybe yeah. Siani wouldn't have taken it seriously, or maybe like, oh, I'm still good. Yeah. But she was still defensive and about it, it regardless. She was defensive, but she held on better than I thought she would. Because at first, I was surprised, or not surprised, but I was happy that Siani didn't cry. Because like Medina was tearing her down. So you got to put yourself in her shoes. So think about it. This is really your passion, what you love. So let's say for you, it's hosting. And then somebody watches you do a show, and then they're like, that was terrible. And just tearing your whole performance down. You're going to feel some type of way. Of course. So with her, I'm actually proud of her that she didn't cry and that she held up and then on top of that she said i need tough love so i was like okay she's gonna be all right just because of that even if she's not there yet the fact that she has that mindset that mentality she's where open she can't to be broken. it which is good and i low-key thought she was gonna cry when kid capri was like what the heck was that yeah that was trash yeah it's because she <laughs> cried at at ryan's music listening party she a whole mess i think she just needs people in her corner just letting her know i think she's been her own support system for so long that she just needs a true support system yeah and i feel like maybe medina could be that person but i think she just like sometimes like she is like a tough love type of person but like in this moment i think she needed her to say like look you got like a lot of stuff to work on it's not like it's like complete trash but it's like you need to improve on some things But I like how she's there to support her. And speaking of support, we love when y'all support us and let us tell you how much we love when y'all support us. We just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk for us to continue to grow. We need your help. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, give us a rating on iTunes, and leave us a comment. Also, give us a five stars on iTunes. And if you are in the live chat, please jump, please join us and give your opinions, and we will give you a fan shout out. Hey, I think I see somebody in there. Uh, no, it's pretty, just me. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> red. Thirty three said, "Oh, who is that guy with the bun? He is very cute." Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. What? Where? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> right, he so, made that up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on because there was a bunch of link-ups that happened on this episode. So it starts with Irv Gotti and Ja Rule. So they're chilling up. Uh, whose spot are they? Are they, are they at, they're at Ja Rule's place, I think. They're playing chess. And basically, they're just talking. And Irv is actually worried about Charlie Baltimore, about her leg and everything, and if she's going to be able to perform. Is that something that you still worry about, or is it whatever? With Charlie Baltimore's leg? Yeah. I feel like she could definitely handle herself because last episode, she said she like is okay about yeah. it. And she could, like... She can sit down when she, like, gets tired. I don't think that's, like, anything to worry about, though. I think that's just something that they talk about, because... I think it's one of those things that they're going to use for this show, where they're going to get us all on edge, like, oh, is she going to make it? Then she comes through and she puts on a good show. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is, but there's some holes to that conversation they're not talking about. They're trying to put us at the edge of our seat. (laughs) Right. But then we, uh, of course, see that Ja Rule's son is working on music, so he plays a little snippet for Irv and Ja, and uh, they give him... 
some good feedback. Uh, another time, confidence came into play. I think it was Irv. He said, you got to be confident. Then Ja Rule took it a step further and said, girls got to want to F you, which I agree with. I feel that because wherever, <laughs> here's the thing, wherever there's women, there will be men, period. So if you can have women that are your fans, then the dudes are going to have to listen regardless just because all the women want to hear it. So True. It makes yeah. sense. And then you got to like get people to actually like want to vibe with you, like yeah. have a connection with you, not just F because that's a little like... That's a little rough, but <laughs> <laughs> not rough. I mean, you can. I mean, maybe they just want to f him in their mind. Like it could be a mental f, mental f. But just say connection, because it's like, ooh, like that's a little like too a much. Connection? Okay. You gotta have a connection with an artist. You can't. All right, just... so all right, so to make it super PG, Ja Rule said that you have to have a connection with your female audience. Yes, that sounds much better. I, I like to that me. one. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> but uh, no, that definitely makes a lot of sense because, like I said, where the women are, the men will be there. True. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that's just what it is. But another link up that happened was designer and the fam. So they're trying to oh, get Lord. Flea prepared because you know JoJo's having a showcase. And Flea is trying, but the energy just ain't there. He's forgetting words. It's a mess. Design is over it. I was over it. Yeah, I feel like Design, she's a really good manager, especially to be his sister, like Flea's sister. Like, they, you know, like, I feel like what Medina said about, like, you know, their brother and sister's not going to work. But I feel like for the most part, it's been working. Because she's, yeah. like, a definitely, like, tough, I'm trying to make you do good. Like, I want to see you do great. Like, but I feel like Flea is kind of immature because he didn't want to rehearse and he didn't want to, you know, go through the motions. He was like, oh, no, I got this. Like, you got to rehearse. I'm wondering why. Because it's. They just think it's, like, okay for not... Maybe he thinks it's not cool. It's like, no, you got this... And the showcase is, like, low-key, like, a talent show mm-hmm. to me. But um, you got this show. Like, you should definitely rehearse. Like, get it together. Make sure you know you're, like... Just because you wrote the song doesn't mean, like... You can mess up on lyrics. You never... You know? Yeah. So, I think, to me, that mindset is, like, not okay. You know what I think, actually? I think... And this is so crazy, like, how this is... But the fact that they're celebrities' kids, specifically musicians' kids, and these musicians are world-class, world-famous, world-renowned, all this stuff with history, they're legends, whether it's Ja Rule, whether it's Fat Joe, whether it's Flavor Flav, all these people, and you grow up underneath them, you would think that these kids would have all the experience in the world on stage and performing, but I actually think it's the opposite. I don't think they get enough reps in because of the fact that their parents want them to learn on their own, so they're not out there performing as much, and I think that just because of their name, they could pull these performances, but I don't think they're physically out there performing, so when a showcase like this comes up, it's like, okay, yes, I'm Fat Joe's son, or yes, I'm Flavor Flavors or whoever's son, but at the same time, I'm not used to being on these stages. I'm used to this being my father. I'm used to watching him, but I'm not used to this just being me. Maybe, or in Ryan's case, he's used to being on stage with his father, but he's not used to just being the main attraction. So I think that that has, it gives them a little bit of nerves and they think that maybe because they're these legends kids that they can just turn it on and it works, not knowing that they still got to put in the same work that everybody else got to put in. So I think they're in in a weird like spot where they have these high expectations and other people have these expectations, but at the same time, they still haven't put in the work from the ground floor. But you got to work themselves. at it. You can't just think, oh, just because my dad's fat Joe, I'm going to be like this great exactly. entertainer. That's, that's a crazy, exactly. that's psychotic. You should never think, think like that. I think that's how they think, which is why the, the proof is in the pudding. It shows that when they're on these stages, they are not prepared. 
No, but designer told him, like, look, you got to rehearse. Ryan didn't rehearse. Like, no one was That's doing... all of them. No one was doing... Siani wasn't Siani's ready for like the that. moment. No. Ryan wasn't ready for the moment. Even Flea, none of these kids that we saw today were ready for any moment no, that they were No, they in. were not. And I feel like... You know, maybe they think what you were exactly what you said. I think they just think, oh, I don't need to practice because I'm such and such son. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nah. And they see their parents do it so effortlessly. So Ryan can see Fat Joe do it effortlessly. But the thing is, Ryan wasn't even born back when Fat Joe was practicing. So mm-hmm. he didn't see all the years that Fat Joe had to put in. He hears about it because right. Fat Joe tells him, I had to do this. You got to do it too. But Ryan probably thinks whatever work he's putting maybe in is equal. Maybe it's just not his passion. Because if it's truly your passion, you want to do the best show you could do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe it's just like they're just trying to figure it out. And like, you know, that happens in your 20s. Like, you're just trying to find a path that you're, like, yeah. decent at, good at. But then you find a one that you're like, no, I love this path. So maybe they're just, like, trying to figure it out. But he seems like he likes it because Fat Joe's like, look, I have a whole business you can run. And, like, when you think about it, who wouldn't want to just run a business and just have that handed down to you? But Ryan's like, yeah, my dad wants me to do this, but I want to do this music thing. So he made it sound like he was passionate. I don't know. I feel like these kids, man, it's like you don't see, like, the heart. Yeah. Like, Brian, when, like, they were at the... Oh, wait. That's the next topic. But Mm -hmm. um, it's okay. But Brian, when he was at the venue and um, Medina introduced him to that AR guy, he just was like, yo, what's up? Like, nothing like... He wasn't feeling it at all. Well, we're going to start talking about Ryan and I see, and we're going to come to that. So, Ryan and Vina, let's Mm -hmm. go to them real quick. So, first of all, I think their connection is dope. Yeah, I really like it. It seemed like it was genuine, especially when they were hanging out on the, uh, I guess, on the premises and they were with the snakes and the reptiles, even though you could tell Ryan ain't really about that reptile life. But it's funny because Ryan tried to introduce her to Fat Joe, but he already knew her. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. And they already had that connection because Mm -hmm. like Fat Joe and Kit Capri, they like Mm -hmm. known each other in the business forever. But like, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Vina is just not on Ryan's level. Like, Ryan's... I think Ryan's a little, like, below her. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, she's not on his level. No, I'm she's, like, like, above him, I feel like. Honestly, as far as all of the kids here, I think Vina probably has the most potential to really turn into something, like, outside yeah. of this show. And the thing I is, agree. it's funny, because we actually hear the less, the least from her as far as her music. It's almost as if she's not even relying on camera time to give her... A shine because it's like her passion though she yeah. puts in the work you know because we like sing- she had that single out so yeah. like she's definitely doing work I don't know where are these other singles <laughs> and here's what I thought about I think she's more advanced than every other person on the show as far as her talent level because you got to remember the same kid Capri who told Siani nah the same Medina that told Siani nah. That all that automatically showed you that they're very meticulous when it comes to this industry and this business. They know what it really takes. Both of those same people, Kid Capri and Medina, both think that Vina Love is dope. Now, obviously, he's Kid Capri. She's Kid Capri's daughter. Yeah. But still, he really likes her music. What he doesn't like is all the cussing and the sexually explicit stuff. But he likes her talent and he believes in it, which is a good sign. Right. Medina said she's she's going somewhere. Fat Joe even said she's a star. Right. So out of all the kids, she actually has the true but talent. But maybe because Kid Capri believes, like, supports her dreams. Because, like, I feel like Fat Joe really doesn't want Ryan to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. You said, you heard him say it all the time. You'd be like, okay, if he wants to do it, I'll support him. But he's not, like, 100% behind him. I think if he would go harder. 
then yeah, Fat maybe. Joe would be behind him. Like, if Ryan was out here dropping mixtapes by himself and just creating a buzz online, I think then Fat Joe would be like, oh, no, my son's really doing this. Let me jump behind him. Yeah. But it looks like Ryan's kind of like, okay, Dad, put me on real quick. And it doesn't work that way. Right, yeah. I think I, I think if Ryan created his own networking and, like, jumped in a studio with his friends and he was actually, like, producing music, I think his dad would be, like, 100% like, oh, you're serious about this. Yeah. I don't think these kids really get it, though, because yeah. they're so used to being able to look to the left, look to the right, see dad, see mom, and be able to just have something, opportunity right in front of them to where they don't even feel the need to go search for their own. Right. The only person that really does that is Siani, which is interesting because her mom's not even there. Right. But I guess that's that's a story for later, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, so, no. So, Ryan and Vina, uh, she also... Also, Ryan, so let's go to the uh, the showcase. So, Ryan, I think he was the first one to go. Yeah. And first of all, he Lord. was out of it. Like, he, like you said, he had some Was he on NyQuil or something? Like, was he on, like, any, like, medication because he wasn't feeling well? Because, like, sometimes when you do take medication, you feel, like, loopy and groggy. Maybe and, like, they ate something. And, like, you're not there, like, but you're there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they ate something because I remember Vina said that earlier he was fine. We was, like petting snakes we was doing all this stuff did he wash his hands after he touched the snake i hope so ain't snakes clean though no they're not (laughs) snakes have germs snakes have any and like reptile has germs any animal too it's gonna wash your hands maybe he just ate or maybe he was just nervous and the nerves just got to him because sometimes you can get sick Mm -hmm. like throw up and stuff so like i don't know yeah i don't know man but he was out of it during the show too and and the thing is uh venus said she could tell ryan was struck oh this is actually from a past show, but I also say it. So, actually, this is back when he was performing with Fat Joe on stage. Mm-hmm. And then Venus said she could tell Ryan was uh, struggling, but it's hard performing next to a legend. And that showed me right there that he hasn't fully built up the stage presence. Right. And then that showed, fast forward into when he actually did his showcase. And Ooh. it's like, he had the words. He was he was actually rapping the words to a song, but people were asleep. He didn't command people's attention. Yeah, and it was just like, he was just going through the motions, like you mm-hmm. said at the beginning. Like It was just like, oh, I'm here, I'm going to do perform and then he left right after he didn't yeah. even care he was like peace out I'm i don't even home. feel like he said bye to vena he just disappeared maybe because he wasn't feeling good maybe his stomach he was, was embarrassed hurting. at that point <laughs> he was like look this wasn't my best show my my soon-to-be girlfriend is over there watching me fail let me just leave maybe his stomach was hurting because he wasn't feeling good oh he had a tummy ache maybe a tummy ache you said he had a tummy ache so he had to leave <laughs> I don't know, man. But he wasn't the only one struggling. Everything was struggling at this showcase. So it was a packed house, which was good. Mm -hmm. But then the AC went out. Man, it looked so hot in there. Then the sound went out. People were asleep. I would have left. I would have been like, peace. Thanks for the invite. But I got to go with some AC. Yeah. You wouldn't have brought the church lady fan? They were in a whole basement, first of all. A whole basement. I thought basements were supposed to be cooler, though. No, it was a whole basement. It was a lot of people there, so it brought in, like, all the heat. Mm -hmm. It was probably hot outside. It was just, no, too much. I couldn't even... I saw people sleeping. I don't know how they were sleeping, but, like... I can't sleep when I I'm think hot. they just caught that good B-roll. They're like, oh, let's get her real quick. She sleep. Like, it may not have been... Here's the crazy thing about how they how they cut this together. They may not have even been sleeping during his set. They could have just right. been they sleep been in between. They could have been sleeping when they first got there. Yeah. Maybe they was tired. Everybody was tired. They they all took NyQuil. They probably did. I couldn't sleep in there. I would have been like, see ya. I gotta go. Yeah, man. I would have... I sweat too easy. I would have had too. to go would, outside. Yeah, it was like... You could see like sweat on people's faces. I would have been mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. But yeah, beyond uh, beyond <laughs> Ryan just being out of it, Flea 
was out Lord. of it too. But that's because he didn't even. So first of all, he was half-assing it when they were. I he guess didn't rehearse exactly. Well, they tried to rehearse a little bit, but then he got over it because designer was on him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna leave." So he walked out, and then we saw the brief little clip during a commercial where he didn't even do a sound check. Man, these how do you kids. not do it? All right. So first off, and I learned this from when I would do like MC and events too. How can you do a whole show without first even testing the microphone? And see, like, how how your volume is, like, if you like it or not. That's what? That's like, hold up. First of all, that's a fundamental. Like, just you being a child of a star, you should know that sound check is very important. Sound check and also, like, doing, like, a a run-through of, like, Mm -hmm. your performance. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to lay at the stage? Like, you know, veteran report, like... You know, Drake, Beyonce, they probably do that at all their shows. So yeah. that's why I'm like, yo. That would actually be fun, too. Because, like, I, I realize, especially with big artists, whenever they do sound check, there's always a few early audience members in the right. crowd and everything. So that can give you some of the energy you need. You can build a little bond with your people. Right. So for with me, sound check would have been fun. Because it's right. like, oh, I see you up there in the front row and the person right there, too. I don't know. He just needs to get out that mindset. And it's not a good mindset to have. They all need to get out that mindset, man. And it's crazy because, of course, Flea was messing up. The A he was out the sound was out ryan was out of it he looked like it when he was performing and then jojo was disappointed you know what since this is jojo's showcase he should have took the extra initiative to make sure everything was running properly in the venue Mm -hmm. like you're the one that's the host that's like obviously like you're not an electrician you can't bring back the ac but you should have checked all those things before you got the showcase going so like why are you complaining? You're the one that picked the venue. Yeah. His situation was the opposite of Lil Mama's. So Lil Mama, she just couldn't pack the house. <laughs> JoJo packed the house, but then the house burnt up. And yeah. then the sound went out. The AC, and then the performances was trash. There was no music going on. Like You would think like in between acts, there's like music, so like you can have something to vibe to. Nothing. I would have left. I told you I would have said see ya like ten minutes in. But see you, you low key and like you're not you're not mean to be mean. You mean because you just real. Like you would you would have left in five minutes and they feelings would have been hurt. I know. I'd be like, thanks so much for the invite. I super appreciate it. And then like, peace out. You would have hurt JoJo's feelings, man. I'd be like, next time. Yeah. I think that was. Oh yeah, and then at the end, of course. So uh, we we after everything blows over and everybody does their trash performances. Designer comes out and tells Flea, like, look, bruh, why are you wasting my time? First of all, I can't be a manager if you can't show me some effort. You know what? I'm out. Bye. And she left. She should have waited to have her, like, a conversation with him because she was upset in the moment. Yeah. And you say some crazy stuff to people when you're, like, reacting to a situation. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, she should have just, like, talked to him, like, maybe, like, a day or two after the performance. Been like, look, like... As your manager, we need to have like a sit down and really talk about your career. Like yeah. it should have been a serious conversation. That moment right there, she was just mad. Yeah, and I think they will have that conversation. And she did get the calm down because mm-hmm. then she later met up with Medina and uh, the, the rest of the gang. Yeah, exactly. And then of course YDB's sister, she spilled all the tea at the table. And I was yes. thinking like maybe this was just some filler. Like they just threw that in there just to just to get us ready for what was going to happen next. But like. Why she had to throw her stuff out there like that? Right. And why she had to tell everybody? Like, that's, like, embarrassing. It's like they met up just to gossip. They did. And Basketball I was wives. like, why she tell everybody that? That's, like, embarrassing. Like, you're, no. He might be our cousin, too. Wait, no, she might be our cousin, too. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And they didn't even get to do the full tea because... JoJo got... Yeah. yeah. 
JoJo got arrested, which we're still trying to figure out why he got arrested. So what? let's do like a semi-prediction. Why do you think JoJo got arrested? I, I think he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, in the wrong car. Like, he probably just... We don't even know those people yeah, in the car. we don't know them. And on top of that, it's just like, maybe he was just sitting in the car, and then they just happened to get pulled over. Yeah. I will say that I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually heated, though, because, of course, you already know he had to deal with this whole shit show. Mm-hmm. So he's probably just heated and feeling some type of way about that already. And then the police are coming. So it's like, bro, leave me alone. And JoJo's one of those people... I talked about it once before... But there's certain people who you don't want to make mad. You know those people who mm-hmm. never get mad ever about anything? The people who are peacemakers, the people who break up fights, the people who want to talk, not mm-hmm. the people who want action. JoJo's one of those people. So to actually see JoJo get mad, I don't think we want to see JoJo get mad. No, I, I don't want to see I I don't want to see him get mad at all. But I just think in that moment, he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with the venue. It was just like yeah. he was chilling in the car. They looked suspicious. They got pulled over. I literally think I that's what it was. I wonder why they look suspicious, though. They're in New York at a venue. Well, they were sitting... I don't know. That's just what I think. Why don't you know, Missy? I don't know. But all I saw was, like, those people weren't on the show. So it's just like, who are these random people? Right. I don't know, man. I do think he's going to comply, though, just because JoJo's a sensible dude. So yeah. I think he's going to comply, and it's all going to work out. This one of those other things where it's a cliffhanger, and then yeah. he's good next yeah, episode. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we, we didn't see your seatbelt on. Every episode, they're going <laughs> to leave us with at least one cliffhanger. So <laughs> just be ready for that. I agree. Was there anything else about this episode that stood out to you? As this episode as a whole, I mean, I think just like the performances that we saw throughout, you know, where their head is at. I think that's that showed me a lot of like who these like kids are as like where they want their career to be. And it just was subpar. Did you have a favorite performance? No. <laughs> so you would, you wouldn't go see any of them perform? I mean, as they got older and like they took the game more serious, I think the only person I would see right now is Vina because she's yeah. like the only one that's kind of like, this is what I really want to do. I feel like everybody yeah. else that we talked about is just like, eh, Silver Spoon, I can get a career for my parents. Like, that's what I see. Yeah, she actually put out a song and she actually did a shoot. We She did a shoot like on the first or second episode. Yeah, like she, she wasn't playing. Yeah, so I feel like if that, out of every, all the kids on like this show, like, I think I would see her. She needs to teach Ryan how to launch his career then. Yeah. She, like, got the confidence. She needs to teach everybody. She needs to teach a class or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's because she's Kid Capri's daughter, so she she has that work ethic built into her. Uh, one thing I would like to note is I really like how direct Medina is. Yeah, Like, she's becoming one of my favorite people. I know she's going to have moments that I'm not going to like because I know she's going to be extra, but, you know, that comes with the territory. She brings the heat for sure. She does. And she even said that in the show. She said, everything I do is hot. Everything I do is fire. <laughs> She was saying that to Her Siani. professionals are so funny to me. <laughs> She'd be taking it there. I really, I really like Medina. I, I think that she's great for this show, man. She's a good mediator. I'm not a mediator, but a good moderator for this show. Because she's the one where, like, when stuff is popping off, she's in the confessional telling you exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. telling you her perspective and, like, guiding you through the whole thing. She, yeah, she brings, like, the narrative out for sure. Yeah, so I really like her. But that's about it for me. Anything else? No, I think we covered everything. Cool. In that case, let's go to our special segment we like to call Glowing Up Fashion. So I'll go ahead and start it off. So I have a picture, and I want you to guess. Who do you think my Glowing Up Fashion is? Your boo, Vina Love. Oh, okay. Well, she's right, y'all. My (laughs) Glowing Up Fashion this time is Vina Love. And uh, I like 
my thing is I like it simple. So I liked when she did the blue hair. It was cool. It was edgy. But I really liked how she looked when she was at the uh, the Bronx Festival. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, the Bronx Festival. Yeah, I like how she looked there. She was just real, just chill with her glasses on and her little messy bun or whatever. I liked it. It was cute, though. And she was hanging out with Ryan. So I liked that. But when she was in a confessional and she's wearing her black uh, get up, that's why I'm calling it a black get up, nice it and was shiny. Like leather. Yeah, black leather get up, and she had like the <laughs> shiny hair to match and skin glowing like always. She's always looking pretty, so that's, that's my going up fashion. She can be. No, that's your girl. That's why you you pick her every week. Being a love, tune in. Actually, I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet this to you. Uh, so my glowing up fashion. I like uh, Medina's outfit when they went to go see Kid Capri with Siani. She mm. like was wearing this like black shirt with these like jean blue jeans just like her whole outfit was cute like her like hair matched it it was cute not her hair was blue but mm-hmm. <laughs> her hair was like blonde it was cute i liked it i liked it her cr- too i liked when they were uh at the dinner at the end with ydb's sister and everybody after the showcase and i liked her little i liked her whole little her fashion's fit. getting better because it was yeah. a little i'm scared but it's now getting it's, See, she did scare me at first because I just, I just, <laughs> she, she, she came into the show and I was like, who is this? And I thought she was going to be super over the top, but she's kind of chill too. Yeah. And she's her sensible. like fashion is like, I liked her like cute little like outfit. It was cute. I would for sure wear it because I like black and jeans together. So maybe that's why I liked it. True. Well, that's a, that's a <laughs> secondary going up fashion right there. So now we have another segment that we're going to introduce for this week. Uh, it is called Look Who's Talking. So I'm going to toss it to Missy. She's going to read tweets from fans and also from members of the cast. Yes. Okay, so let's start with the first one with Designer. Yes, our girl Designer, she tweeted, SHIT is about to get real nutty this season growing up hip-hop New York. So yeah, with the predictions, the next couple few episodes are going to be looking crazy. I'm excited. I'm so excited. All right, the next tw- uh, tweet Ja Rule, he said, Ha ha, I love my son, don't give a F. Hair everywhere, lol, F it, it'll be you. And then he tagged his son, growing up hip hop. Because remember in the venue, his hair was all over the place because it was hot. He didn't care. He was just living his best life. And the last tweet is from Will. He said, TV ain't do, ain't do that heat justice. That shit was a sauna. When I first <laughs> read this tweet, I thought he was talking about the performance that Flea did. And I'm like, no. why is he lying like that? But they were talking about the venue. Wow. Yes. I was today years old when I found that out. All right. And for the news and gossip this yes. week. Oh. After Buzz TV News. So Ja Rule was on Andy Cohen's uh, YouTube. What's that So. Um live after what's what's it called i forgot what it's called but they asked some questions yes they had some questions no wait what happens live on andy cohen so he gave him a few he asked them to talk about 50 cent and he said he they will forever have the enemies and that they will always have a feud and then you know andy cohen always brings like the drama he always got to be messy a little bit i don't Mm. know if there's fans or if people are listening or watching but he brings the messiness and he asked Ja Rule, name three things you can say about 50 Cent. Well, mm. three nice things you can nice. say about your longtime rival, 50 Cent. He said he's a bad father. Oh. Then he said he has a big square box head. Then ooh, he ooh. said um, he looks like his breast stinks all the time. So he didn't have three things nice to say at all. Hey, I would have threw one nice thing in there at least. I know. Like, he seems like a really good producer for power. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, he he got a decent amount of money. <laughs> or you just think, oh, he seems like he could be a good friend. Or like, I don't know. But that was, he didn't really have anything nice to say at all. He looks like he wears nice shoes. Nice something. shoes? I don't know. Maybe something. he has good cologne. I don't know. That's I wouldn't. A- I wouldn't take it that far. I wouldn't compliment his <laughs> cologne. Like, nah, f your cologne. Okay, Maybe that, that's cologne. a girl stance though, because like, good cologne. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it, it definitely, it's definitely important, but it's the time I've been waiting for. Oh my god! Let's get into these predictions, y'all. Hey. You're after Buzz TV predictions. I will go ahead and start it off. I guess. All right. So, I. I'm very excited for the rest of this whole season. At first, it started off kind of slow for me. I wasn't the biggest fan of this particular season. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? But a lot's going to happen, y'all. There's going to be some beef, some drama. Medina's going to disrespect Siani's mama bars. (laughs) And Medina's going to get into it with designer. And Flavor Flav's going to lose all his Yo. flavor. And it's about to just be real. I'm just ready to see all the fireworks fly, all the sparks, all of that. It's going to be Liddy in the city. It's about to be a whole storm, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be all of this drama, and I'm so ready for it. Because Medina has... She's been, like, saying a little, like, sly little comments, slick little comments. But now, I don't think she cares anymore. I think she's just ready. Because I think she's tired of, like, how people are, like doing their careers. I think she's like, y'all need to be more serious. But I'm most excited for Flav and Designer because they are trying to patch things up with their relationship. And now he's a drunk mess in the next episode. So mm, He's revisiting some of his old ways. Yes. And I want to see how Designer will, you know, handle that. Yeah. I want to see what's going to happen with Lil Mama's dad at the picnic because there's going to be a picnic and Lil Mama's oh, yeah. dad is about to go brazy. Yo. It's just so much drama, so Man, much drama for your only, mama. And they gave, they like giving us drama, like, like towards the end of the season. There's yeah. only three episodes yeah. left. It's only three left. Swear, there's only three left. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, y'all, <laughs> please drop a comment below. Let us know what y'all want to see. Let us know what surprise y'all about tonight, and let us know what you're excited to see the next night that we do this show. All right, y'all. And in the meantime, please continue to tune in, watch us every single Thursday. We love y'all so much. We're here same time, same place. And until then, you can also follow us online everywhere at After Buzz TV. For me personally, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Byron K. You can find me everywhere online at Hero from the '90s. Also, on Sundays, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm doing the All That After Show. Missy, where can they find you? Hey, guys, I'm Missy Vernier. You can find me on all social media platforms and YouTube at Missy Vernier. Hey, and until next time, stay blessed, stay beautiful, stay buzzing. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.